Falcons fans. This is the week. All right. Usually we have to wait till like the middle of the season, end of the season. But week one, they gave us one of the greatest matchups in football history. Saints versus Falcons. All right. The reason why this is one of the greatest matchups, because I feel like this rivalry um, outside of maybe Pittsburgh and um, the Bengals, this rivalry is probably one of the biggest rivalries in uh, sports history. I mean, like, what can I say? It, it's crazy. Like, the, the fans go at it all year. Just the, the hate between us is just so real. We really don't like those guys. We really don't like the Saints, man. So, um, it's cool that NFL is doing meaningful games at the beginning of the season, knowing uh, there are going to be some meaningful games at the end of the season because we uh, it's the, like the way they set the schedule up. Um, you play a preseason game out now. Usually, you would play like a non-preseason or a non uh, a division opponent and then if you lose say your opponent wins you still have a chance to beat them this is like the start of the season for real you don't have time to really lose early on um so i'm here to tell you i do think we can beat the saints and i'm not just saying it just because i'm a falcons fan like i'm really looking at the, the the matchups that we're gonna have so let's dive all the way in it man let's look at this um, first of all, let's just acknowledge that the Falcons are 54 and 52 in this all-time record. So we are two games up. Obviously, they've won the last uh, maybe like six, seven games, uh, maybe even more. But um, this year is just different, different regime, um, different skill set for the team, different um, way we attack. So last year you had Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan's not the most uh, mobile uh, as far as moving um, quickly. You know what I'm saying? He's not a fast switch guy. He can move in the pocket better than uh, most. But outside the pocket, he's not. So the defense, you know, you could blitz and, and guys like Cam Jordan can get to Cam, uh, get to Matt Ryan uh, easily because he's just not going to move. He's going to wait for an extra chance. That's his style of play. Um, Marcus Mariota um, is not a pocket passer. He can't really pass from inside the pocket. So we're going to have to move the pocket. And this in return, those old guys over there, I'm calling them old because a lot of people are telling me, oh, we got Demario Davis. He's he's getting up there in linebacker years. Uh, Tyron Matthews is definitely on the end of his career. I can safely say that. Um, he's a great player. Now, don't get me wrong. He's a great player, but he's just not who he used to be. Cam Jordan, same way. We saw in the third quarter, he getting tired, taking breaks. These are not the Saints with the dominant defense of years past. This is a little bit older, a little bit veteran um, defense. They're smarter, but we got younger guys on our end. All right. Uh, so let's look at the matchup. They've got, well, let's say what we got. We got Cal Pitts on offense. Do they have a guy that can stop Cal Pitts? No. No. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's only maybe a couple of corners. Um, you're going to have to be very physical with him. Uh, Marcus Lattimore, who uh, is their best corner, he's he's not that good to me, um, especially if you take away his physical part of the game. Um, he gives up a lot of yards. He gives up a lot of yards. Very grabby, very um, pass interference. Last time we played him, I think he had like three pass interference calls. Like, like when I tell you this guy is gonna grab, gonna tackle, um, gonna be super aggressive, you know what I mean? So depending on the refs, uh, we're gonna get a lot of penalties on him. If they decide to put him on uh, Kyle Pitts, cause I do expect Kyle Pitts to line out wide a lot more. He's gonna be like more so our first wide receiver. A lot of people look at him as an in in-man, type thing but um he's really not you know what i mean he's he's really just a hybrid type thing so uh 
And he's going to be lined out wide mostly. That's going to take the attention of Mark Slidemore to uh, go outside. Maybe they have a safety over top. I know they have um, Marcus May, the safety, who uh, is kind of in trouble, but somebody else is going to replace him. Uh, he's a bigger, faster, stronger safety. I forget his name. Not as skilled, just bigger and faster. Um, so say they to put those two guys on the right side of the field. That leaves us with Cordell Patterson. Um, on the linebackers, whether he lines up at slot, whether he's in the backfield, um, whether he's the end man uh, on the line of scrimmage, uh, you can just move him anywhere. Uh, you, you you can really put Cordell Patterson anywhere. And I don't think they have a versatile um, guy that can guard Cordell Patterson. Do you put uh, Tyre Matthews on him? No. Do you put Demario Davis on him? No, I don't think so. Maybe they have a younger linebacker that's faster, um, but I know he can't stick with Cordell Patterson. So I think Cordell Patterson has the game he had last year um, for the simple fact of Kyle Pitts takes a lot of attention. Um, so he's going to take two players, almost three, because the linebackers are going to spy just in case he comes uh, underneath. The corner is going to follow him and the safety is going to stay over top. You got Cordell Patterson who's going to get a one-on-one -on -one matchup. Drake London, who is our rookie. Um, I don't know if he's going to play. He's, he has a little knee injury nicked up. I think he can't run. I just think they're playing it safe just because he's their first-round draft pick. Um, I would say I don't think he has to play this game. That sounds crazy because he's the first-round pick. He's supposed to um, come in and make an immediate impact. But I'm not rushing him per se just because of the skills that he has. It's just like I don't want you to go out there and get banged up and then you're out for the season. That's a knee injury that's uh, – you know, let's just fully develop it, fully heal, no pain, no nicks, and then I'll get you out there. So uh, to me, I wouldn't play him, but if he does play, he's definitely a great third threat. But let's just game plan as if he's not there. So um, then you have Brian Edwards. Um, it's a, a big, tall uh, receiver who they have. Um, I think their, their, their second corner is called Debo. Debo and P.J. Williams are their second and third uh, corners. Um, PJ Williams is not a good, uh, cornerback at all. Not, not by any measurement. He is not a good cornerback. Um, the other guy who's in year three, I think Debo, he is a good corner. He's a good coverage corner. So, um, at this point, I just think we just have matchup problems. They, they have matchup problems. I don't think they have a guy. Um, like I said, their third corner is not good. He is not good. So our third option, who is Brian Edwards or Alameda Zacchaeus, um, they're pretty decent receivers. Brian Edwards um, is, is a big body guy. So if you don't have a big body corner, which all of our receivers are big body, so their big body corner is either going to have to choose between Cal Pitts or go guard Brian Edwards. Um, either way, you're going to pick your poison. I think you would try to take away Cal Pitts. Like, you're not going to let Cal Pitts just beat you because you know he can. So um, they're going to try to take away Cal Pitts. So this game is, is strictly built for Alameda Zacchaeus, Brian Edwards, Cordell Patterson, and the running back. Those four weapons are going to have to have a good game to win, especially the running backs, okay? One running back we didn't see a lot in the preseason is Damian Williams. I think um, that was by design, especially when you see how much play he got. Uh, it was probably because he was the starter. Uh, he just came out and did what he had to do, and they just didn't want to show too much. So that is probably who our starter is. He's a great pass catcher out in the backfield. Um, but then again, you still have Cordell Patterson, and you have Algier, who you uh, drafted, who is a workhorse back. So um, it, like I said, this isn't the, the Falcons games, um, Falcons versus Saints of the past, where it's going to be 42 to 30-something. Drew Brees and Matt Ryan throw 300-something yards. Whoever has the ball last wins. That is not going to be the identity of this 
this game. Um, it is going to be defense, defense, defense. Whoever pounds down the offense the most, whoever is the most physical, gets the most turnovers, most sacks, will win. Um, that's not always the case. Um, we've seen Falcons games versus Saints where Matt throws three picks and wins. Drew Brees throws five picks and 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 still has a chance to win. Stuff like that. Um, so um, because you have some some great offensive guys, this is a switch. Drew Brees is gone. Sean Payton is gone. They don't have the offensive guru over there. Um, Matt Ryan's gone. Uh, we have Arthur Smith, he, who is a, a better offensive play caller than their um, guy, but we have Marcus Mariota uh, as our point guard, as our quarterback. So it, it, I feel like if I can give a prediction of the game, I feel like it's going to be like 23 to 17. It's going to be a close, um, tight game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, just because it's week one, offenses take a while to get in rhythm. Um, so usually week one, you see hiccups, you see weird penalties, you see people out of position. Um, so I don't, I don't expect us to just go out there and score 30, 40 points. I really don't expect us to score um, 40 points, especially if defense doesn't. Um, if defense and special teams don't um, add points, I don't see us getting to 30, 40 points this year. That's just not the type of offense. Um, this offense will be a, a, not a deacon dunk, um, but it'll be like a 12-play drive. Run here, um, throw here, run here, throw here. It won't be like, um, okay, let's throw it 30 yards, let's move downfield, 20 yards, let's score fast. Um, that's not going to be the identity of this offense just because of the quarterbacks don't have that, um, I hate to say ability, but to just throw it downfield and chunk it downfield and, and be a pass rate offense. Um, the goal for Marcus Mariota, if he starts the whole game, um, should be 25 passes. And I, I've wanted that for Matt Ryan. I, I used to hate when I go to the stat sheet and see Matt Ryan throw it 40 times a game. And then they're like, why is he throwing picks? Well, I mean, uh, they're throwing 40 times a game. If I'm an NFL defense and you're throwing, you're giving me 40 chances, I'm going to do it. So I used to hate that, especially when you see Tom Brady throw for 25, Peyton Manning throw for 25 and win games and, and, and be called this offensive guru. So um, I don't think Arthur Smith trusts Marcus Mariota to go out there and just use his arm to win us a game. That's not the case. That's that. That's not it. Um, he will move the pocket. Um, he will make the right throws. He will make some deep throws. We we will take some shots now, but um, I just don't think he's. That's what the offense will be predicated on. It, it won't be that. It'll be the run, play action, short passes. Get the players the ball quick so they can make plays. Get um, Cordell Patterson the ball real quick. Get um, who our biggest deep threat, Kyle Pitts. Get him the ball. Uh, just it's going to be that. So I think you're going to see a lot of nine play drives, 12 play drives, 13 play drives, eating up a lot of clock, um, which is 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 a good thing and a bad thing. The, the good thing about that is you don't let them get the ball. You don't let uh, the Saints get the ball a lot. The bad thing is if you take up a lot of time and you kick field goals or you don't score uh, it, it takes away so much of the game from you. You know what I mean? It's like, dang, I ate up nine minutes in the second quarter, but we didn't even get points out of those nine minutes. So uh, I don't know how the red zone will be. It's kind of weird because like last year you saw the offense and I, and I keep telling people this, the quarterback was different. So I don't think you're going to see the same play calling at all. I think even Matt Ryan called half of the plays last year. They, they split half of the responsibilities and you could tell just because of the scheme didn't have um, any method to it. Like it would be like, okay, uh, we're doing this and we're attacking this player, but then we switch um, after three plays and then go through this method. And it was like, that was just weird. Um, but finally, I think Arthur Smith has 
the ingredients that he wants. You've heard my last podcast. This team is built based off of the team that he wants. So it's kind of easier to call plays when you, you kind of have all the guys that you want. You know what I mean? Uh, it makes it super duper easy. It's like, okay, I know what he can do. I, I know how to make him successful. I know how to put him in space. Boom, this is how you do it. So uh, with that being said, I think Marcus Mariota has a decent game, doesn't have any turnovers or picks or anything, um, because I just don't think Arthur Smith will allow him to do that. I don't think he's going to ask him to throw it uh, deep, like super deep, nine times a game. We're not going to take 10 shots uh, a game, somewhere like seven, five to seven shots. You know what I mean? Um, On top of that, I would like to, to send out a message. You know what I mean? In the years past, we never, ever effectively had a good special teams, which was so weird to me. You have all these offensive weapons. You never put them in um, punt return, kick return, none of that. You used to have Eric Weems back there. Eric Weems wasn't a threat. Uh, This year, I I tell people there's three phases of football, offense, defense, special teams. You have to win on two phases to win the game. You can't just win on one phase, lose special teams and lose defense and win the game. You won't do that. You have to win on two phases. And to me, one of the easiest phases to win is special teams. Special teams is one of the easiest phases to win. Now, with a running quarterback, and I've always said this, a running quarterback takes away opportunities away from your offensive weapons. So Matt Ryan, who stood in the pocket, he's going to definitely dish the ball out. So if you're a receiver, you know you're going to get five catches. You know you're going to get ten catches if you're the top receiver. If you're a running back, you know you're going to get three catches out the backfield, four or five catches. Um, With this offense, Mariota is the runner, so it takes away opportunities from your playmaker. So I don't think Cordell Patterson will get the ball as much as he did last year. With that being said, if Cordell Patterson is not being used as much as he is last year, he has to be on special teams. He has to make an impact on the team, and that's one of the immediate ways to make an impact, to get good field advantage. Punt returns, you got to put back a playmaker back there. I do not want to see Avery Williams back there getting two yards, getting hit. That is a waste of, of, of special teams, you know what I mean? we got a good, a great punt returner. Great kickoff returner, one of the best in Cordell Patterson. Let's use him. So especially if Tyler Algier plays a lot, um, Damian Williams plays a lot at running back, and Cordell Patterson maybe gets like five to six touches on offense, then I need him to get those touches on kick return, punt return, because he's a game changer. He's the one that can take the punt return and get a 30-yard return, get the kick return, and take it to the house. And that's your change of fortune. That's your, okay, we won um, one phase of football, so let's go and try to win the other, whether it's defense or offense. And uh, I know I rambled a lot about offense, so let's switch on the other side of the ball to defense. Um, Defense, uh, well, let's look at their offense first. They got Jameis Winston. Uh, Jameis Winston is a guy I personally believe in. So I'm not going to sit here and dog Jameis. Jameis is a guy I, I personally believe in. He's a guy that can throw for 500, five touchdowns. You've seen it before. You've seen him come to our dome and throw five touchdowns on a good defense. Um, so he can. I don't know which Jameis you're going to get, but also he is going to give you opportunity to, to turn over the ball. So do we have the ball hawks on the back end? I know AJ's a lockdown corner. Richie Grant, who was told, I was told uh, when he was drafted, he was a ball hawk. Jalen Hawkins, I was told he was a ball hawk. Um, we got the the cornerback D. Alfred from Canadian football who had the most picks in Canadian Canada um, those are supposed to be ball hawks 
So I want to see turnovers. I want to see on defense. I want to see a pick. I want to see fumbles. I want to see sacks um, because the, the he's holding the ball too long because we got covered sacks. I want to see a lot more of that. I think those are the two phases in the Falcons that we can easily win, special teams and defense. We got Lorenzo Carter uh, added. He's a good run stopper. Rashad Evans, good run stopper. Mikael Walker, who's uh, versatile, who's going to be getting more a lot more reps. Um, these are all guys that are going to get more reps last year or wasn't there last year that changes the identity of the team. Last year, you know, anybody could run up and down us. That you would just see, oh, man, 10 yards a pop, five yards right here. This is different in that we have run stoppers. I don't, I don't think I've seen this many run stoppers uh, in – on our football team, which is beautiful because if you have a run stopper on first down, you stop the run. It's, it's first, and, it's second and 10. Now I know one of these next two downs, they're about to throw it so I can get prepared. And that's when you, as a ball hawk, Richie Grant, um, Jalen Hawkins, you sit back there and say, okay, I know where they come and they come into the playmakers. Um, and you, you start playing situational football a lot better. You know what I mean? In years past, on thirds downs, which is a situational thing, okay, we need to sack. We weren't good at it. You weren't good at it. or Because on third downs, you couldn't stop the run. So when you can't stop the run, it's kind of hard because it's like, okay, I can't stop the run, but I know they're about to pass, or they have the opportunity to run because so it, it gives you, it's like, oh, man, what are they going to do? If you can stop the run, then you know the pass is coming. That's when you can make plays. That's when you can dial up blitz. That's when you can dial up pressure. When you know, okay, hey, they're, they're, they're going to switch the game plan coming out the second half. They're going to throw a lot more because we've been stopping the run. Um, and if we stop the run on this team, that's good. They have a good offensive line. They got one of the best backs in the league, Alvin Kamara. So if you see us stop this run, this is a good defense. This is a good run-stop defense. If we can hold them to 17 points, this defense is, is real deal. OK, not because they have a prolific offense, just because they have a running back that just abuses teams out the backfield, running, doing whatever. Um, so I, I see that I, I see that in our future run stopping um, and being good in situational football. OK, hey, they're about to pass, guys. Let's jump these routes. Let's let's look for the ball. Let's key in on this player. Um, let's do this. Let's you know what I mean? So uh, which is different in years past. Like, you know, we haven't been able to stop the run at all at all never so uh that is a phase that I, i'm i'm interested to see because he dramatically changed the the room the defense room last year last year uh this is probably one of the most aggressive i've ever seen a coach change a football team i'm mean, like you look at our wide receiver room last year it was the worst um especially when calvin really went down and that was with cal pitts then he goes and gets all these free agents cordell hodges um uh, Brian Edwards, um, Alden Tate, even though he got cut. Uh, and then the Lama Days of Kids, so he just added to the room. Then you look at the pass rush. We were last in the league. He goes gets Lorenzo Carter. He goes gets Evan Ketty. He goes gets Malone. He goes gets guys that can pass rush, okay, which is an aggressive way to get better real quick. So this is not the Falcons team of last year. This is a way better version of last year. And then last year they won seven games. That's what I'm telling y'all. I, I, the – 10 games is not far-fetched, and I don't care if this is the hardest schedule in the world. 10 games is not far-fetched. You won seven last year with that roster, and now you get uh, a better fit at quarterback for the team. Um, you get a better defensive line, a better linebacker core, 
Um, the DBs kind of actually the DBs got better. Like the, the team got so much better. I forget Casey Hayward is out there like Casey Hayward um, and Jarvis Landry. Mind you, those are two old guys. This is going to be one of the slowest uh, battles you've ever seen. And, and mark my words, Casey Hayward's old. He plays a lot of zone. Um, he is a good man corner, but just lost a step. Jarvis Landry's just never been a speedy guy. So and he lost a step. So that's going to be a good battle of two older um, vets that are greats in the league. Um, but it's going to be one of the slowest battles, which is going to be cool to watch. Um, so I think they cancel each other out. Um, I don't know if we have a guy that can kind of stick with uh, Alvin Kamara out the backfield. Michael Walker will probably try to take that uh, responsibility just because he's the faster guy, um, longer, long arms. Uh, so he'll probably try to take that responsibility. I don't know if he can't do that. But if we're stopping the run, I'm okay because he knows it's coming. So it's going to be okay. So, uh, it, man, it's, it's going to be a lovely week. Week one, opening up against the Saints. Guys, the Dome is going to be rocking. And I'm going to tell you one thing. This is one of those wins that if you win, you shoot the trajectory of the team uh, forward. Like, if you lose this game, it's okay because it's like we expected to lose, so let's move on to next week. If you win this game, it's like, oh, wow, guys, we're way better than what we are. Let's go ahead and, and, and kick it up a gear because we, we can beat teams like this. Um, and that's going to be so good for your your team uh, morale because it's like, okay, we got the Super Bowl champs coming up soon. We got um, the, the losing Super Bowl team. We got some of the top uh, defense lines we're going to face. We got we got some, some – uh, the schedule is a little rough. So you win a game like this, that does so much for the confidence of like, okay, man, I can see that we can we, – let's go. We can go to L.A. We can go to the Bengals. We can go to uh, anybody. Like you, you get that, that morale boost, that confidence boost of like, yeah, this team is legit. The quarterback gets a boost like okay yeah this is legit so i'm hoping for one of those wins like i said i think the score is going to be 28 23 something like that we'll score like 28 points um to 17 they're 17 points we'll beat them by like 10 um the spread is five they'll beat us by five but i think um, a lot of people just don't know what the Falcons have i think they're assuming based off of last year this is what we're going to be but um no nah, they were, we're a way better team than last year all right uh, so I'll probably dive in a couple more deeper on the matchups on like Cal Pitts, Cordero Patterson, even the Jarvis Landry, Casey Hayward. Um, so that podcast will come out Friday. But I know I told you season five. I'm going a little bit different. I'm doing a little bit more uh, political podcasts. Right. So I've been driving around Atlanta. And I see uh, I see the potholes. I see the overcrowdedness in, in, in certain areas. I see flooding. I see uh, power going out um, at, the, at the quickest wind. I see um, my cell service is getting worse. You know what I mean? Transportation is getting harder to get to certain places. And all of those are signs that we need to rebuild or build a new infrastructure in Atlanta. It is time, guys. And, and, and Atlanta slash South Fulton um, it's time. So the next podcast you hear won't be about the Falcons. It will be about the infrastructure of Atlanta. How much money we need to pump it up, pump into it. Where do we need to build? How do we build? Where is this money coming from? Whose responsibility is this? These are the questions we need to ask. And I'm going to ask and answer. You know why? Cause I got the 
answers. I got y'all. All right. So just tune into the next podcast. I think y'all really going to like that one just because I'm a little bit passionate about it. Cause it's like, Hey, I'm riding around, man. I want better for this. I want it to look beautiful. I want it to, I want the sidewalks that everybody got. I want the street lights. I want the, 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 just the beautify of the city. I want it to look a little bit better. You know how you travel and you go across the seas and you go to cities like Singapore or Denmark or, uh, you know, just uh, other places, you know what I'm saying? Uh, cities, countries, just they do so well at making um, their communities look beautiful. And why don't we do that in America? And we can start in Atlanta. So that is what the podcast will be about. Um, hope y'all tune in. Um, that hopefully will come out like Saturday uh, or Friday. You know what I mean? That podcast will come out Friday. Um, and then I'll do another podcast come out like Saturday. Um, uh, so uh, in a deeper dive into the matchups. Um, and then we got Saints on Sunday, man. Falcon season is kicking off. I have the Answers podcast season is kicking off. This is like, I know that as my listeners, this is your favorite time of the year. So uh, this is good, guys. I appreciate y'all for listening. Put that shit on. Put that shit on. Some. Baby, why you make the go with top? What's your deal or something? Buffalo skin on my coat. She-